Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode uh, giving you five tips to overcome procrastination. My name is Gillian Esquivel, I'm an author and a coach and the CEO of CIM Omega, a learning and development organisation where we're dedicated to unlocking people's potential. I love this quote by Charles Buxton who says, you will never find uh, time for anything. If you want time, you must make it. And that's so true. But we, we all procrastinate at some stage. Procrastination basically means, as you know, that, that you're not doing what you know you need to do when you know you need to do it. And, and it's, it's about putting things off because in the short term, it's easier or it's more comfortable or feels more certain or more pleasurable just to be distracted than it is to actually sit down and do the actual work or to actually sit down and create the outputs or face the, the challenging project or the challenging email that, that really that really matter or they're needed, you need your, need your attention. And procrastination, it's a self-defeating pattern of behavior that is to survive under pressure really you know and more chronic procrastination has productivity and career costs in essence and, and it can lead to to negative effects on our mental and our physical health you know call it a friend without benefits because it, it helps you avoid the inability uh, to complete something but in the avoidance it actually sabotages you and your own goals so sooner or later, this chronic procrastination can really hold you back and hamper you in every aspect of your life. And it can affect our mood, our state of mind, and by generating more worry um, or fear, and even add more stress. And it's perhaps it's the most serious for people in leadership positions as well, because procrastinating may actually cause peers and employees to feel that, that, that you as a leader are actually holding up progress. But we all procrastinate and, and I know this stuff myself and I teach this all the time but I still have my days where the mood isn't right and I put things off. The question is can you set yourself up so that you can get less of it and I strongly believe and even personally have proven and after 17 years of coaching and, and working with people I've seen people be able to manage this procrastination a lot more effectively. So if procrastination has become a problem for you, here are five tips um, to really start helping you change your behavior or be more conscious of your behavior. So you can be more productive, you can feel better, feel less worried and stressed in essence and a bit more confident about your reputation and your effectiveness to get what, what needs done and um, that really matters. So the first tip that I have is chill the fault finder out. Um, what do I mean by that? You know that, you know you you're ambitious, or you, you know you have ambition. You're you're driven, and you know what needs to get done, what you need to do to get something done. Um, but you find yourself stalling, or maybe postponing action on a project due tomorrow morning. You know, or putting a decision off. You know, it's kind of ironic, really, isn't it? Instead of planting yourself in front of the screen and doing what you need to do to get to get it done, you end up. You know, you watch yourself organize your emails or your calendar, or some of us that are most working from home, you find something to organize your laundry or your spice rack um, or your furniture or you engage in cleaning, whatever it is, you know, you find something else to do. Or sometimes you call yourself lazy because you can't get motivated even despite the looming deadline. But you're not really a couch potato because you're being productive. 
So in the back of your mind, you know that you're not focused on your priorities, but you stall anyway. And then you just spiral out of control and ask, geez, what's going on with me? You know, you recognize you're procrastinating and, and you're getting angsty or you're getting catapulted into this swirl of adrenaline and cortisol sort of mix up, you know, and you're saying to yourself, why can't I pull myself together? You know, a deadline passes or commitments pile up or today got hijacked and you didn't get what you need done and your inner critic beats you into smithereens. And, you know, then you say, well, why do we do this ourselves? And the solution seems so simple, just do it, just do it already. But the reality is far more complicated. And that's why I say, first of all, you have to chill your fault-finding mind out. And that's your emotional part of your brain. You know, from a bird's eye view, procrastination actually serves a psychological purpose. You know, studies show that it's a form of short-term mood repair. You know, at its core, procrastination is the brain's emotional response to a distressing issue, protecting us, you know, against this fear of failure. It's protecting us against this judgment of others and this self-condemnation, in fact. So, you know, you're doing something against your thinking brain's awareness, but you do it anyway because the relief, you know, the relief of it actually, that it does actually provide. But it's not rational or logical because it takes effort and energy to procrastinate. But your efforts are going in the wrong direction. And if you're like most people, you know, some, some people have this relentless fault finder that, that lives in, our, in, in their brain and, and the kind of the rule your mind and your career and constantly bludgeoning yourself with these words like I must, I should, I ought to, I have to, well I must get that email done, I have to get that offer, that has to be perfect, I can't send that until that's right. But when you're aware of this relentless voice, um, you know, th- this, this constant churning in your head, try to choose to be more supportive or comforting to yourself and be more compassionate. Words like, well, I can do this. Well, I've done worse than this before. I can get over this. Or I'm just going to spend 10 minutes on this and see how I go. Or you know, I really choose to make this make this good instead of biting or beating yourself up about it. You know, when you hear a voice say, you must or you should or you, you know, or, or you know, you must be something, then by all means, talk to it with compassion and remind yourself that you will, you, you have the will to choose. And, and try to silence that voice. Get you know, this really will help you with the procrastination because there's a direct link between self, uh, compassionate and success. You know, coming down hard on yourself when you procrastinate it reduces your chance of rebounding. And instead of kicking yourself when you procrastinate, be kinder because it does help you bounce back that a lot quicker. Yeah. Number two is map it out and chart your moves. You know. You're more likely to do something if you have already prepared and stepped it through in your mind. And, and that, it's, it's kind of the most obvious tip in procrastination. And we all kind of sometimes know the strategy really, but, um, and, and we've heard it before, but what does it mean? It means, you know, if you've, if you have something that you, you need to do on a Friday afternoon, and you know you know that it's something that you genuinely procrastinate over the weekend, and then Monday it comes and you go, oh, not again. Next week it's going to be different. Well, if you know that's coming up, then sit down a few days before and just map it out. Get out of your head. 
you know, just sit and, I don't say project plan it out, not that level of detail, it's not like a to-do list, that's one element, but it's thinking about the big picture really, it's sort of, you know, mapping out these different moves, I do, I like to do a staircase, almost where I am and where I need to go, and just map out or chart the, chart the five moves, or the four moves, or the three moves, or the six moves that will take you from this being complicated to less complicated. And work through it in your mind's eye or on that piece of paper. Just break it into bite-sized chunks. And you don't have to have all the answers. You know, just where you need to go. Work backwards so that you can fo focus on what it is tomorrow. So charting your five moves, breaking it down into bite-sized chunks, and seeing the completion, that's the key. You know, when you, when you map it out, you go, huh, that seemed harder in my head. Because here's the thing, folks. If in your mind, if your mind can't see completion, meaning if you don't know the path, you don't have the clarity on the path to, to fulfill or complete something. And if your mind can't see the steps, your heart and your behavior and your unconscious mind will ask to pause. You know, even if you're the most productive and the most passionate and the real high performer, you know, you, you take away that clarity and you take away that finishing line or that overall, then your behavior is going to direct in a different direction. Because no, no clarity is no change. So you find yourself procrastinating or getting distracted very easily. And maybe you know the next three steps, but sometimes that's not enough. You need your mind to see through to completion. You know, it's not super fun, but, but these are the key activities. You know, these timelines, these big buckets that are broken down into tasks and to-do lists, that, that, you know, yeah, it's a bit hard when you do it, but once you've sort of mapped it out, you don't have to have all the answers. Maybe, in fact, it might invite more questions, but at least you've now got a complete picture or a semi-complete picture. And taking those small measurable steps that are easy and doable, it reduces the procrastination and motivates you. And in a way, you kind of trick your emotional brain. The adage, you know, what is it they say, one step at a time, it can prevent you from feeling overwhelmed. And studies show that if you take that first small step, then you realize that the task isn't as challenging or difficult as your emotional brain told you during the time you were trying to avoid it. We've all been there where we say, gosh, that was bigger in my mind. I don't know why I didn't start it. So that change in perception allows you to break through postponement and move to completing your task. And think of a big project that you might not be tackling enough or starting or avoiding. Think of it like a jigsaw puzzle. You know, when you start it, it's a hot mess of pieces everywhere. And you, you know, you kind of walk past it or you get fed up with it and you go, oh God, I'm not going to do this. And you walk away from it and you leave it. And then you think it's not possible, but you know, there's been studies shown that when you start to do a jigsaw puzzle and you time them, the fastest amount of time that people actually complete jigsaw puzzles is usually in the last 20%, they fly through it. Because that's when you hunker down, your brain sees there's a path and there's completion there. Because when you, when you can't see where it's going, you know, I'm not sure, I'm confused, I'm stuck, the brain just goes, I'm protecting you here, shut it down, find something easier. Find something easier and it will distract you. So if there's an important project that you're avoiding, you know, sit down, blank piece of paper, large post-it note about a perf, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but just charting those five moves, break them down and put in the questions where you're stuck. And it's usually because you haven't seen you haven't seen the big picture, you haven't seen it the whole way through to completion. Tip number three is manage your mood. You know, 
When I need to be working on a project with a clock ticking towards my deadline, I sit there watching pointless um, interviews or stupid, I get sucked down to a rabbit hole and different articles I read or watch the highlights of the football on YouTube. You know, at its worst, I, I can almost begin to start feeling a wee bit crazy. You know, in my mind, I was, you know, saying to myself, gosh, you need to be working. And I say to myself, what are you doing? But you know, then you, but you, and you know this, but, but you're not, you don't actually do anything about it. And experts have, have proposed that procrastination is an issue with, with managing our emotions and managing our mood, not our time. And, and the task that we're putting off is, is making us maybe feel bad, or perhaps it's boring, or it's too difficult, or we're worried about feeling, or maybe even to kind of make ourselves feel better in the moment we just kind of start doing something else like watching videos so our brain just looks for something a wee bit easier because this is i've just reached a point where this is hard so you know yourself sometimes there's days when when things just get done and the flow's right and you're in a great mood and other days you just start you start like that but then you get hijacked or you're disturbed or annoyed by something and then you just spiral out of control you get into bad form or in a bad mood and then you find it hard to focus and get the stuff done because something that upset you or annoyed you um or it, maybe it's a genuine concern or worry has completely hijacked you so it's trying to analyze what you're feeling and and what what the underlying reason is that you're procrastinating for example maybe sending an email to someone important because you want it to be perfect. You know, starting a project in your mind, it's too big and you haven't quite figured out all the different pieces yet. Maybe you've been triggered by an email that someone sent that's annoyed you, so you've lost your concentration or got distracted. Because here's the thing, our brain prefers immediate reward and procrastination is the present self saying, I would rather feel good right now. So we delay engagement with the task that we need to do, even though it's going to bite us later on. You know, according to researchers, we procrastinate when our brains become overwhelmed with conflicting emotions. You know, our feelings take over. So we have, sometimes we have the fear of failure when we worry the outcome will be perfect. Or there's this feeling of impulsiveness, you know, we get distracted by more attractive activities that pop up, you know, when we're about to get started on something a bit more challenging. Or there's denial, you know, we don't like doing certain things, so we erase them from our mind or we put them out of sight to avoid. Or then we have rebelliousness, you know, we feel, when we feel forced to do something, we just fight back and say, sort of say we resist it. You know, we can learn to regulate and manage our emotional state of the brain and change up our emotional state and mood. So when you get hijacked, you know, consider ways that, that, that help you get back into a better mood so that you can attack the things that you're putting off and regain that control of the feelings that are hijacking you. Like for example, I use music a lot to shake up my mood. So if I'm facing something and I'm putting them off and I just say, right, okay, shake yourself out of it. And you say this to yourself anyway, snap yourself out of it. So I literally got, I've got my power tunes, I get my music on and off I go. And even just standing up, taking a break, walking, go getting a cup of tea or drink of water, something just to break your mood. Music's a big, a big one for me, a huge mood breaker. Yeah. What about even going for a quick walk? Just, just going to walk the dog around the block or something, you know, taking a break. You know, breathing is a big thing as well. And, um, you know, trying to get a more deeply more centered self if you like if you like so asking yourself what do i need to create 
or change up in my environment to manage my mood. You know, shake myself out of this and make this happen. So see in your mind's eye what it is, you know, what is it you're about to do and just start thinking about the next first step and changing your environment. Sometimes it could be your location. You know, sometimes if it's something difficult and you need to just space, go away from your computer with a blank piece of pen. Tip number three is manage your mood. You know, when I need to be working on a project with the clock ticking towards my deadline, I'll sit there watching pointless political interviews or football highlights on YouTube. You know, at its worst, I almost start to get a wee bit crazy because, you know, you could kind of say to yourself, you know, you're doing it and you go, what on earth are you doing? And, and you know, experts have proposed that the procrastination it, it, it is it's not necessarily a time management issue it's an issue in managing our emotions and our mood you know the task that we're putting off is making us feel bad or perhaps it's boring or it's too difficult or we're worried about failing and to make ourselves feel better in the actual moment we start doing something else like watching stupid videos something that's easy and, and you know yourself sometimes there are days when things just get done and flow right and you're in a great mood and then there's other days, maybe you start like that, but you get hijacked or disturbed or annoyed, and then you spiral out of control, and then you find it hard to focus and get stuff done because some of because of something that upset you or someone triggered you or annoyed you. Um, or maybe you have a genuine worry or concern that's just completely and utterly hijacking your mind. So it's analyzing what the underlying reason is that you're you're procrastinating. You know, even, for example, if you're st want, you need to send an email with a, an up project update to someone very important in, in, in your organization and your team, um, but they, they really are have high standards, so you want it to be really good and be perfect, and that's hard. So sometimes that's big in your mind and you kind of put it off because you, you, you want it to be really right or perfect. Or starting a project in your mind, it's too big. Maybe you've been triggered by an email that someone else sent that annoyed you, so you've lost your concentration or you've got distracted. But our brains prefer immediate reward and, and easy. And I suppose procrastination is the present self saying, I'd rather feel good right now. So we'll delay that engagement with that, even though it's going to bite us in the backside later on. So according to researchers, they're saying, you know, we procrastinate when our brains become overwhelmed with conflicting emotions you know our feelings kind of completely take over so for example some of the feelings that take over are the fear of failure you know we worry the outcome won't be perfect you know the impulsive impulsiveness you know we get distracted by more attractive activities that pop up while we're about to launch or get stuck into something denial you know we don't like doing certain things so we erase them from our minds or we just kind of put it to one side the task because we you know we're denying that it has to be done or then it's rebelliousness as well you know we act out we feel forced when we feel forced into doing something or to respond to something then we kind of fight back and resist it so we can learn to regulate and manage our emotional state um, of our brains and change up our emotional state and mood so when you get hijacked Think about ways that help you get back into a better mood. Change your emotional state 
so that you can attack the things that you're putting off and regain the control of your feelings that are hijacking you. For example, I use music a lot and that really shakes my mood. You know, I put on a few good tunes, change it up, get into a better emotional state or just even go out for a quick walk, take a break, deep breathing as well. Just, just step away and, and give your head, just recenter yourself and ask yourself even, what do I need to create or do or change up in my environment to actually manage my emotional state or change my mood? You know, shake yourself out of this and to, to make it happen. So see in your mind's eye what you're about to go do and just start taking the next first step. Yeah. So it's snapping yourself out of it and going, what's the next first step? Instead of trying to think about all of what you've got to do, just what's the next first step? You know, make, make it as simple as that. And focusing like this takes your mind off your feelings and onto an easier, an, an easier actionable step. And, and research and, and lived experience, shall I say, show very clearly that once we get started, you know, we're typically able to keep going and, and, and getting started is everything. Tip number four is understanding and analyzing the balance of pain versus pleasure. Because they say that all human behavior is driven by two forces, the need to avoid pain and the desire for pleasure. And this pain pleasure principle was developed by Freud and originally, and it suggests that people make choices to avoid or decrease pain or make choices that create or increase pleasure. So the pain pleasure principle it's, is the core of all the decisions that we make. Beliefs, values, actions, and decisions are all built on this principle, folks. So, so this, it's the, it's, for me, it's the foundation of who we are. Due to how pain and pleasure are interpreted in our brains and based on our personal past experiences. So we seek pleasure to reward ourselves with immediate gratification. And the pain pleasure principle suggests that while seeking pleasure, people also kind of want to avoid the pain as well. So for those of us where, where conflict is painful, you know, you do anything to avoid conflict. You know, you allow a negative situation to continue, even though it's unhealthy and painful, but the thought of dealing with the conflict is far more painful. So you avoid it. You know, the level of discomfort and the level of pain or pleasure you associate with a task or a decision or a change you're facing, that's going to be the driving force behind whether you take action or procrastinate or not. You know, we've all experienced the co-worker that maybe has the longest tenure in a company and is immediately unsatisfied in their job. And they're quite vocal about it. You know, they're very comfortable with their duties and responsibilities, yet they're clearly unhappy because the fear of the unknown or the application process and the different job duties is far more painful despite their intense current work dissatisfaction. So this disgruntled employee isn't really going to take action and, and avoid the procrastination of, of actually looking for another job or a different role or changing things up, but they're just continuing to be vocal with their negative experience. Yeah, because they're motivated by by pain, um, you know, because no matter how painful it is to continue to stay, you know, to continue to stay that this the status quo, it's even more painful to actually take a chance and make a change and do something different. So when we think about taking action, um, you know, we, we think taking action, I suppose, is going to be more painful than not taking action. It's a survival instinct that's built into us. You know, if you if you remember our 
Our brains are wired to protect us. And that's some, a lot of the time that's to avoid pain. So the trick is to focus on how not doing something is going to be more painful than just doing it. So think about something that you're actually currently procrastinating or maybe you're not following through on. Consider the level of discomfort or pain um, that, that you have with that task or what you think about it. And also consider the potential pleasure that you feel towards the task or the area or finishing it. And just break the task down and analyze that balance, that almost like that seesaw of, of the pain pleasure stories that you tell yourself and rebalance the weight. Yeah. So analyzing the pain and the pleasure, what's going on for you? Yeah. And just try to rebalance that a bit more. Number five is considering the long-term benefits of what you, you're procrastinating. Because when you procrastinate, you focus on the immediate relief instead of the gains of completing the future product or the future task or the future project. So flip your focus around and concentrate more on the gains of the final outcome and less on the short-term relief in the present. You know, when a project seems like an uphill struggle, think of the view from the top you know, reminding yourself how good you'll feel after you complete the project or after you complete the email or the task that you've been avoiding. If you exercise regularly, you probably know the dread of getting to the gym. But when you remind yourself how good you feel after a workout, it, it jumpstarts your motivation and, and helps you get there. You know, in the end, your motivation and it's, it, it's it, considering the long-term benefits, I suppose, it, it moves you closer and quicker to the finish line. There was a, a famous writer called uh, Dennis Waitley and he said, winners take time to, re uh, to relish their work. Knowing that scaling the mountain is what makes the view from the top exhilarating. So finishing a daunting task is satisfying. So reminding yourself that you'll feel incredibly victorious or virtuous or just delighted or relieved when the chore is off your plate once and for all, you know, accomplishing what you're avoiding, you know, will simplify your work life. So trick your brain, think of the long-term benefits. You will start to feel more energetic, you'll sleep better at night and you'll relish the feeling of success. So the five tips again, um, the first one there, chill the fault finder out, map it out, chart your moves, manage your mood, Analyze the pain, the balance of the pain versus pleasure and consider the long-term benefits. Because if you do these five things, even one of those five things, you will start to overcome procrastination and fight the resistance of getting hijacked. You know, it's time to take the leap and tackle the tasks that you've been putting off. You know, when you do, when you do this, even if you do one of these, you'll likely meet resistance in, you know, in the form of excuses or bad moods and discouragement, you know, shake it off. Let go of the emotion that's hijacking you. Say to yourself, you know, I'll feel better when I handle this. You know, repeat it like a mantra until the urge to procrastinate passes. Because no matter how crazy your schedule is or how much work you've got to do, that proactive approach to managing procrastination is the best way to set yourself up for success. And putting these five tips into action is not going to only help you feel less stressed as you figure out what holds you back most of the time, but, but it's also going to give you that clarity and help you change your state and your mood and get you going again. You know, 
Facing your emotions and managing your mood is key to jumping into action. So go fight the battle in your mind, folks. And in the words of Theodore Roosevelt, in a moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing to do. The next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. So enjoy, folks. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you find that helpful and useful. And if there's anything that resonated with you, please share with someone else or, or talk it through or try it out or even come back to us and let us know your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining me, everyone. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.